0: Anyway, here's Wonderwall. I don't have my guitar on me. I otherwise I could play it, and it would have been a very funny bit. But you know what?
1: <laughs> Here Ugh, we so are. The E C S for this. All right. So we're gonna do a little bit of a time jump today. Woo! Time
0: jump.
1: Everybody, do the time jump it's again. It's
0: astounding. You know what? You, <laughs> I, you know what? You can make puns and songs, and I can't. Is this because you're the DM? That's. Yes. That's I offensive. have all the power. That's offensive. Uh,
1: Hello, this is the Chair of Conjuration, Ethan Garcia here. The following is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Names, characters, businesses, places, and incidents are either products of the Dungeon Master's imagination or are used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblances to actual persons living or dead or any actual events are purely coincidental, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. You might be wondering how we got here. Anyway, you guys have fun. We're going to go get ready for the, the council meeting. So the speaker kind of bangs her gavel twice to kind of get everyone to calm down. And as you guys walk in, there's kind of a, a slight whisper kind of going throughout the auditorium. And you all step up. Um, and it's a letter from Jack. Oh, I open it. What would you think of joining this investigation team? If we're being completely honest, the only person I trust on the council is Jack. Yeah, you can kind of tell he's kind of holding something back from you that he kind of wants to tell you.
2: Everything okay, Mr. Fisher?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, do you ever wonder why you've been through what you've been through? Why you've experienced what you've experienced? The seer had one last vision before he lost his mind. He Mm -hmm. envisioned... An impending black cloud threatening to swallow up everything, everyone, but the only thing stopping it, Bay, were three beacons. The two-pronged spirit, the weapon-sold leader, and the turbulent half-breed. She's been requesting you for a long time, and I kind of am doing her a favor to also get her to shut up. Um I was wondering if you'd be interested in hearing what
3: No, not right now. I have more things to worry about.
1: He, he goes, um, she specifically asked me to ask you how Gwendolyn is doing. That's the name of your imaginary friend from when you were a child. And I am not. Nelson, do you remember that accident you had?
2: Yeah, dad, I remember. And, I've and been whose fault was, was it? It careful. was mine. It
1: wasn't your fault, dad. It was my fault. And it could have been a lot worse than it was but the fact of the matter is I'm not gonna lose my only boy
0: alright so I have an action plan it's talk to Amber one of us some one of us has to do it even if it pisses her off we have to
3: but who, who should it be
0: look Julie I think it should be you but if you really oh. don't want to I'll go do it you received your stuff and the silver step shoes were not there
2: piss you well, can don't them have safe? them no
1: Three beacons Guarding the gates between infinity and zero Keeping the balance between the lost and the reclaimed Where once there were eight Now only stands three Against the sea of darkness Let's do this. There's one week before some stuff happens. So uh, go ahead and um, uh, everybody do the things that you want to do within the week. What are you guys doing this first week? Tyler, I know you have you have. Yeah, specifically, I, was, yeah I was about to say you let's have... start
0: with my let's start with my book. Let's start. Okay, with book.
1: Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. This will be your second of three. Uh,
0: that is a 15. And I'm going to add a d4 to it from my, I assume this is the next day, so I can use, I have sorcery points to burn. I will let you do that. It's a one, so 16.
1: (laughs) 16? Okay. You begin thumbing through the kind of middle portion of this book, and as you kind of get more and more into it, you you begin to learn more and more about the Outlands. You're positing more on the theories behind what creates Outlanders, and there's kind of two prevailing theories. One is that there is just one kind of stem that all these Outlanders come from, be it magical, be it re- religious, be it something. Something is out there. They're thinking, and it's creating these Outlands. Another one is that these Outlands are actually portals to other dimensions. And that somehow by like in a multiverse theory where everything is kind of existing, but somehow with humans learning the stories, we are creating links to these multiverses by telling these stories. And then another one that is kind of easily written off is that the outlands are something that encompasses us and not necessarily something that separates us. But there's kind of a lot of theories putting that away. Is there anything specifically you would like to know about the Outlands that that rule is good enough for you to get? I'll say two questions.
0: I want to know uh, what are these what 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 kind of questions are we are my, are these more open-ended questions like what questions do I get here? I'm, I'm uh, I curious. will say
1: two questions and then
0: oh, I'll say one. I'll
1: you can ask your first question and depending on how much information I can give you on it, yeah, I'll okay. either give you that another one. Or, yeah,
0: are all Outlanders chaotic and bad? would be my first question.
1: Okay, that one's easy enough that I can give you your second question. That one is pretty definitively no. In fact, there's been a lot, especially in the past like 10 to 15 years, there's been a lot of neutral-ish outlanders that we kind of... There's been a lot of debate about what to do with them because they're not necessarily here wreaking havoc. It seems as though the second theory where it's connecting to all these multiverses is true in some instance and that they are just these beings that have been somehow washed ashore onto our world but there has also been instances where that thought has been betrayed by these people eventually going bad or going rogue but there has been a pretty sizable uh, number of outlanders that have who have appeared on Gaia or in Phaeton and have simply been Nothing but Outlanders, but then uh, because of just kind of the stake that Gaia and Phaeton hold with Outlanders, they cannot take the risk and therefore are imprisoned. Usually if they do not resist. If they do resist, then they are usually slain. Yeah, what's your second question?
0: What are the ways into and out of the Outlands? How do you get in and out of there?
1: That's a good question that you asked. There are two known ways to and from the outlands. One is to go to the border regions of Phaeton. And that's like kind of the more dangerous way to go. And and that that has been a, a thing that especially the investigation like the higher level investigation uh bureau members have been sent out to task to find the the reaches of uh, like where kind of Phaeton ends and where the outlands begin and see how what justifies those borders, um, and then there's one, and this is where you'll get this last kind of tasty nugget of information from this part. Uh, this one, like well-known, established, well-guarded area, and it's called the Gate, and that is like a very strong centralized border. It's on the back regions of the Fey Kingdom, but it's heavily guarded, and there's one Outlander that protects it. And go ahead and make your second roll.
0: Borders of the Fey region. That's interesting. That sounds Okay, I think I'm starting to put something together. Okay, yeah, roll, right. That is an unnatural 20. (laughs) There
1: you go. Okay, you are really, really into this book now, and you are, like, definitely starting to, like, put some pieces together. And with this last one, you get a couple of things. I'll give you uh, two more questions, and I will also tell you this. That guide, that, that person that is kind of protecting the gate, that the being is a being that has kind of also established maybe that first theory that our stories create these outlanders. And that is because it is Michael Mouse, the famous
0: uh, character that you. everyone knows and loves.
1: Uh, he protects the gate from the outside, and he You're has a made master. a pact with the Fae people to protect the gate on that side and reward he is given certain items and aid and, and things that he would like to protect against. So, yes, you know that that is like the mainstay of maybe not all Outlanders are evil because we are working with some of them. And another thing you get is you begin thumbing through the back end of this book towards the end of your last week. And you are going through different classifications of Outlanders. And so I will give you a plus because you rolled an unnatural 20. I'll give you a plus two to any history checks on Outlanders. And you begin thumbing through these and you just kind of eventually like you, you get certain classifications and, and whether they have been deceased or defeated or whatnot. And you get like about halfway through these classifications before they've just become unclassified. But something kind of strikes you with all these unclassified creatures. They all kind of have this same kind of thing. Black, Void of Light, Clawed, Mangled, Chaotic, Wild. All these classifications are pretty common throughout the second half of these unclassified beings and it's just chaotic clawed wild seeking to destroy chaos chaotic in nature wild chaotic void of all light black black darkened it just seems like these are the general classifications of these outlandish beings um what two questions you have
0: what are the other classifications like the um the actually classified ones
1: so those kind of uh, span between, like, humanoid, plant-like, uh, oh, okay, that amorphous, that kind I was just curious, like, what that Yeah, it, 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 okay. these are, like, specific things. I mean, you you thumb through it, and you see, like, clear movie monster, kite, like, the swamp thing, werewolves. Like, e- even though those are things that kind of exist in Phaeton, these are specifically kind of outlandish beings. Um, what's your last question?
0: What specifically does it take to create an Outlander? Like, how does is it literally any story you tell or is it, like, does it have to be powerful enough? Does it have to be a good story? Do enough people have to tell it? Like, do do we have any idea of, like, what makes Outlanders?
1: You thumb through and that is unknown. There is really, there's only theories and there's a lot of theories on how that can happen. The only thing you kind of do parse together is that if a Phaetonian creature or being um, uh, or a area such as Ozland, for instance, is told about in enough instances, which seems to be like mass scale uh, to a point where it, it almost becomes a part of uh, a human culture or a hu- part of human storytelling. Think, um, like, if I would be able to tell this to my grandchild and then my grandchild or would be able to tell it to like their grandchild, that kind of deal, then it definitely uh, has a detrimental effect to that region in Phaeton and can push it very, very far to the Outlands. And actually, because you rolled that unnatural 20, you realize that that's the reason that the gate spawned up at the edges of the Fae Kingdom is because enough stories got told and it instead of getting pushed to the Outlands because it's such a huge region, a gate just kind of spawned. There. Okay. Cool. Um, Jesse or Nelson, is there anything you want to accomplish in this next week before things start happening?
2: I am going to start doing research on building another magical item. Okay. I'm trying to figure uh, out what it is that he wants to build, what he wants to invest his time into.
1: Okay. Make a just just make an up and down intelligence uh, check with your proficiency bonus.
2: Oof! Big oof! Oh, that's not that bad. Okay
1: it would be a tinkering check actually but yeah
2: intelligence with proficiency yeah all right that is i, I can't do math oh okay that's a 21
1: 21 <laughs> okay yeah you're bad. you're fine uh yeah you what do you what do you kind of want to make yeah i will say with with that role you can make you can uh, mark up the blueprints for two of these items for two yeah
2: all right all right. So now, as just the blueprints—you'll uh, have right to actually now, make
1: these. Obviously, all right, these just are the just like the okay. ideas, the concepts you're yeah. kind of formulating and creating.
2: Yes. Just because going into level ten, I can make common and uncommon magical items. Yeah. In a quarter of the time that it normally takes them, so I'm going to roll for the two. So I have blueprints for mithril armor and a pearl of power.
1: Nice. Okay. I, Perfect. Um, okay,
2: and that is what he's going to do.
1: Perfect, uh, Julie.
2: Um,
3: I think I did. I ever get a response to my what time note?
1: Yeah, actually, let's just play this scene out, I think. It's it's probably like the fourth or fifth day in. There's been like just general busyness kind of happening in the investigation team. Obviously, now that you're a graduated member, you have a lot oh, of paperwork right, yeah. to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's about the end of the day, and uh, there is kind of a, your, your office door is closed right now, and there's kind of a knock <coughs> at the door.
3: Yep. Come in.
1: Uh, the door opens and it's Amber and she says, hey, uh, sorry, I didn't respond to your note. I've just been, I've been absolutely dying over here. And you can see she's kind of like got bags kind of under her eyes. She's, she seems like she's been, um, pretty tired, like as if she's been having to do a lot of work recently. And she goes, um, I, uh, I don't know if you're like ready to head out, but I figured we could just kind of walk and talk.
3: Uh, Sure. Where did you uh, want to go?
1: Um, I've actually got like uh not my car obviously, but my my vehicle, I could just kind of we can fly home and I could drop you off.
3: Wait, what is your vehicle?
1: It's a little cliche, but it was I was young and it was uh, I got a great deal for it. I have a flying carpet. I know. I know. What? I know.
3: <laughs> no, I will not go on a flying carpet with you, Amber.
1: <laughs> it's safe. Um, it's whatever. Fine. We can walk. World.
3: Yeah, let's walk.
1: <laughs> uh, you begin uh, kind of walking out of the office. Um, by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but SWAT facility inside of the Chicago base, it's in like this, this tall building. It's bigger on the inside. You guys knew that, right? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Anil, yeah, we're in a magic handsome, world. Yeah, Come yeah, on yeah. now. Some
1: some <laughs> yeah, Harry yeah, yeah. Potter it's stuff. Oh, I yeah. assume
0: it's like an unassuming oh, three God. story like office no, building. It's, but you it's go like inside a, it's and it's, a, it's like,
1: like a maybe like 20, 10 ten right? ten story-ish oh, okay. building. But yes, when you go inside, it is obviously way bigger than the one or two city blocks it kind of inhabits. But anyway, you kind of exit the uh the facility and begin making your way down. She goes, um Julie, did I do something to you?
3: uh i i have a question before we begin why did you vote to promote my team
0: uh,
1: i figured i don't know i mean it, was, it seemed like it was the right time for you guys to go you guys haven't had a guide for a while and you haven't really i mean you guys have been doing by all means amazing you guys told me at least i think uh, if we're but being we, completely honest but, but did uh, we Okay, yes, I still don't understand what happened with that. You guys kind of explained it a little bit, but I have no clue.
3: A little bit? We explained everything we knew. You know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes, sorry, I don't mean to be reductive, It's just the council itself is kind of frustrated at the the lack of information you guys have on it. That's not your fault. That's not. I don't think that's anybody's fault besides whatever creature or thing switched it out. I have no clue, but... I mean, yeah, you guys are—you guys are um, amazing. By pretty much all right, I see no reason why you shouldn't be graduated. And if we're being completely honest, you should have been graduated from the time you protected Oz. I think, at least, but.
3: Please don't say that out loud.
1: Sorry. Yeah, I know you're sensitive about it. Um,
3: so, why were you talking to Beesbos about it?
1: Uh, when you say that, she kind of—she <laughs> kind of uh kind of rolls her eyes super hard, and she goes, fucking...
3: Bees- There's Bo's. no need for that.
1: <sighs> Beesbos hadn't come to the briefing meeting. Are you talking about during the council meeting? Yeah. Yeah, I, I sent him a, a message. Yeah? Yeah, he, he hadn't come to the briefing. He didn't know that you guys stole the Mona Lisa.
3: Oh, I'm not... I'm talking about when you were taking the vote at the end.
1: I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about.
3: Do you have any idea why he would vote for it, then?
1: She goes, I... No. I mean, he seems to just kind of generally like you guys. You guys are kind of interesting, huh?
3: Yeah, that that's a first.
1: If you want, you can roll an insight check, too.
3: Okay. That is an 18. Okay.
1: Yeah, she is, as far as you can tell, she is... Telling the truth, she doesn't seem to have, like, any guard up or anything. She's just kind of walking and chatting with you. And uh, she goes, yeah, he seems to like you guys, I guess. I don't know. He's, he, Beast Bills is kind of an asshole.
3: I think he, it's more amusement than anything else.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't treat people like people. He kind of just treats them as fun shows. I mean, he's he treats people, where I guess, when... The, Counts. I have no idea Julie he's just kind of a dick so he kind of enjoys you guys' shows you put on the kind of performances you guys have shown so I'm assuming that's why but I have no idea Julie for being completely honest I have no idea about that man
3: so why do you look half dead
1: can we get back to my question I've kind of been answering a lot of yours okay did I do anything wrong pass Julie, that's that's not fair. What did I do? If I did anything, I'm sorry.
3: I guess I just don't understand why my dad was... I was left out of SWAT when my dad died. But you got to grow up in this environment.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Julie, you know, as, as well as all these other people know, this world is scary. I wish I wasn't brought up in this world. I wish I had a normal childhood. I mean, sure, magic is cool and all, but not when you have to use it to protect yourself against terrifying monsters. I mean, do you know the things I've seen, Julie?
3: I've also seen terrifying monsters, and I didn't have magic to deal with them.
1: She, she kind of says so is, is this what I've done just existing being me being the chair of evocation is that is that why you're angry at me
3: well I'm also angry about not giving us information and sending us into missions endangering my team which led to the death of a teammate
1: I mean there's no way we could have known that stuff Julie that's not fair that's not fair to any of us we are all we are all being worked to our wit's how is, end how
3: is papa still the chair when he's he's in? An- incoherent babbling mess
1: she kind of takes offense to that she says "Papa still is is still one of the most powerful diviners in all of this world yes i think he should also retire but he's still very very powerful and the council looks up to him as a figure he is a hero of the society and it's not fair for you to judge us because, I mean, you don't even know the things we have gone through You're in right, this I don't
3: know, because no one will tell me.
1: Maybe it's because you haven't tried to learn, Julie. You're the investigations team. Why don't you investigate some of the society you work for?
3: What do you think I'm doing right now?
1: Being an asshole. I'm gonna walk faster. She walks behind you and goes... Yeah, just walk away, just like you always have. Maybe this is why you weren't brought into the magic world, Julie. Maybe because you can't handle it.
3: I don't know what your problem is, but I'm going through my own stuff right now, and you are not helping.
1: She goes, you think I'm not going through my own things? How about instead of storming off every time, how about we just talk about it like adults?
3: You want to know what's on my mind right now?
1: Yes, Julie, I would love to, because you haven't been telling me for the past however many weeks now.
3: Fine, my mom has cancer and is going to die within a few months. There, happy?
1: Her face kind of twists a little bit, and she cringes and she says, ah, Julia, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Is there, I mean, is there anything, I mean, we, can, we could try to help, I don't know.
3: It's pancreatic cancer, I don't think there is anything.
1: She kind of sighs and rubs the back of her head and goes Jesus, Julie, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I shouldn't be putting all this on you. Jesus. I mean...
3: I've been on the phone with the lawyer on and off these past few days, sorting out... I, I'm obviously the executor of her will, so I need to figure out all the arrangements for the time when she dies. And it's, a, it's not like when she dies. It's a plan for the next few months. It's...
1: You see her kind of, like, shrink into herself a little bit, and you see her kind of, like, you see her eyes kind of get a little bit more sunken.
3: I have one member of my family left in this godforsaken world, and this is what happens.
1: She goes, Julie, I'm... I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, it's not like I don't know your... your pain... I mean that's it wasn't pancreatic but I mean I that's how I lost my mother Um Listen Julie the society has it won't cure her but the society has ways to at least give her some more time
3: My dad made the decision not to introduce her to the world of SWAT and I think I have to respect that.
1: She looks at you sadly and goes, I, "I mean, yes, I. I understand. Um. Listen, Julie, if there's if there's anything I can do, I. I am so sorry. Just um. Keep in touch, okay? I.
3: What time is it, O'Neill?
1: It's probably like seven forty-five, getting close to eight.
3: Do you want to go somewhere for dinner? I don't want to go home right now.
1: She kind of gives you a, a long look and goes, yeah, I, th- I think that'd be nice. Uh, With that, uh, that week kind of wraps up, and I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw. Oh
2: my god.
0: Hooray!
2: Where is my character sheet?
0: Oh, I have proficiency in that. I forgot about that. I never have to make these.
2: Constitution saving three.
0: Can I can I add a D4?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, yep, you uh, can add it to your... Alright, okay. 14. <laughs> okay.
3: 22. Oh, Jesus. 22.
1: Oh my god, alright. Yeah, I uh, have a
3: plus six. N-
1: Nelson Ditto. and Julie uh, both make perception checks with disadvantage.
3: Oh gosh, okay. Disadvantage? Well, my first one's a three, uh, as a five, so let me see if I can, uh, <laughs> I can do worse than that okay yeah five <laughs> oh, i forgot i had
2: that that is a 14
1: 14 okay so Wes, you don't feel anything you guys are kind of jostled in your sleep but kind of towards the end of this thing that's happening a- and you guys kind of stir awake and you guys are being like carried out but you guys are kind of locked up at this point and then your captors kind of seeing you wake up julie yours is kind of this halfling wait
3: i'm sorry am i am i
1: dreaming you can't really tell right now, with just with your perception check specifically. Oh. Uh, and then you see Yo. your... <laughs> <laughs> and then you see your captor's eyes kind of turn this sickly black. Nelson, yours as well. Uh, but yours uh. is kind of this dragonborn person. And they go, sleep. And you guys are put back to sleep. And you guys eventually uh. <laughs> um, come back awake. And you all are in a kind of... well. Julie and Wes, you are in a familiar situation. Nelson, this is kind of a strange one for you. You guys are in this room. It's kind of a longer room, and you guys are kind of sitting at this table, and you all are handcuffed to this table with a oh. lamp kind of standing, uh, no. sitting above you.
3: With and who sitting above us?
1: There's kind of a lamp kind of pointing oh, down okay. at you, kind of an interrogation style. Um, and let's roll initiative.
2: Hey. Oh shit! I really you hope it's that the, the shit FBI. Is
1: I don't know why I rolled initiative.
0: I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. 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 Nope. Ten. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. All right, Julie. No, not 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 excellent, but you know.
2: And we're fine. and we're in our pajamas, yes?
1: Yes, you are all in your pajamas. Uh do we have
0: our gear? Uh I no. will say no. No. Uh, I am uh, useless. W- West. Wes, yeah, let you- me let me go ahead and drop that AC real good.
1: Well, Wes, I would say you have your necklace on, just because I don't think you take that off at night.
3: Question, yeah, what happens sense. to the brick?
1: The brick is with you. <laughs>
3: Great.
0: <laughs> the brick is there. <laughs> Do I have Nimbus?
1: Um, I would say no.
0: I don't think okay. you sleep with Nimbus in you. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, no,
2: goes up underneath just your Just
0: checking head. to see if I have anything else that I might have. No, yeah, I definitely don't have anything else. Nelson, okay. Uh,
1: do you sleep with any of your stuff on you? I'm just going to go I ahead mean, and stick this no? inventory uh, sheet to the side. because. he sleeps in his, his cloak
2: of it. elven kind. <coughs> I
1: mean, it's a pretty comfortable cloak. I'll say you can
2: do he, it. He might. He literally might. Yeah. That might be his gym Jams. Yeah. I'm going to say, just for my own benefit,
1: okay. that that's he fine. sleeps in
2: his cloak of Julie,
1: elven Julie, I mean, besides your brick, obviously, do you have anything else on you that you would have?
2: I don't
3: think so.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, Julie, at first, uh, you are chained to this table. Uh, the handcuffs are go about a <laughs> foot. What are you doing?
3: Okay, so am I, am I in the room with them, or is it just me?
1: Nope, you are in your own isolated room.
3: Great.
0: Wait, so I'm in a room with Nelson?
1: Nope, you all three are in your We're own room. We're all in our own yes, rooms. Yes, you're all okay.
0: in isolated rooms, yes.
3: Okay, okay. My feet aren't chained.
1: Nope, your feet aren't chained this time.
3: Hmm, hmm. Are there any exits to the room?
1: Uh there is. You look down uh kind of about 20 feet uh down this room and you see that there's a door.
3: I want to tug on the chains to see if I can break it, I guess.
1: Okay, make an make a strength check. Uh sorry, athletics check.
3: Uh a natural 20.
1: Um you pull in the chains and they kind of creak, but they don't break. Uh and you take you take three points of slashing damage. I should have just done before. Okay. Um 4 uh, As you kind of cut into your wrists a little bit. Uh, but make a perception check for me. Okay. 19. 19. Uh, you realize that underneath the table, there's a couple buttons. Oh, no. Uh, let's go to Wes. Wes, uh, what are you doing?
0: Uh, looking for a camera. There is. Middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A quick perception check around the room, immediately looking for buttons, just like last time. Yeah, go ahead and make it with advantage, just because this is pretty similar to the room you were in. Eleven.
1: I mean, you need a ten, so you're fine. You see underneath the table that there are buttons.
0: Uh, Okay. I don't have notes on which buttons worked and which didn't. Maybe that would have been handy. (laughs) I'm sure they're different.
1: What color are they? You see a red button, a blue button, a green button, and then it's kind of black button.
0: Um. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and. Boy, I really don't have anything useful here. I didn't guess you gonna push the green button. Uh. Okay. Uh,
1: uh. You push the green button, and your chains extend. Uh. Let's nice. go to Nelson. Nelson, you are in this room.
2: Okay. Uh. In the room. Attached to the handcuffs. Yes, you
1: wake up and you are, for some reason, uh, attached to uh, handcuffs in the middle of this room.
2: Okay, can I take a look around and see, what can I surmise from the room?
1: Yeah, make a perception check.
2: That is a unnatural 20.
1: Okay, yeah, you notice two things. You notice that underneath the table that there is uh, a couple of buttons, and then you see like on the far uh, wall, kind of across from this uh, door, that there is another like panel unlit right now.
2: Okay, I am going to take off my glasses. Okay. And I am going to break off one of the... Okay, question mm-hmm. first. Yes. Are these like a standard set of handcuffs?
1: Uh, Make an investigation check. Okay.
2: Do they say Wheatlock
3: on them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild. 15. 15. Uh, They mean they're regular metal handcuffs. They seem to be like a little bit stronger just because you think they could... They, they'd be less easy to break.
2: Okay, so he is um, going dum, to. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to take off his glasses, break off one of the arms, whatever the behind the earpieces is, and he's going to use that to pick the lock.
1: Okay, uh, make a. You're not proficient in like thieves' tools and stuff, right?
2: I mean, tinkering tools. Tinkering but tools,
1: not just go tools. ahead and make a, a straight up and down dexterity check.
2: Okay eight
1: eight uh you kind of are fiddling with like the kind of lock on these handcuffs and you hear a and you look up and your that piece of your glasses is just broken now oh
2: shit all right I'm gonna look underneath
1: well that's that'll be oh, your action yeah uh Julie
3: okay can you tell me what what shades the uh the buttons are going left to right
1: uh it's actually vertically down, but yes, uh, going back action, to front. Yeah, uh, back to front. You see a, a very dark, which you assume is black, a kind of mid tone, a darker tone, and then another mid tone.
3: Okay, can we do the further mid tone?
1: Uh, the okay, you cook it, and your uh, handcuffs extend. I'll say just pressing one button is probably not. Okay, your, let's play Yeah, I'll give you two. I'll do two per per round just so that way we can move through this a little bit quicker.
3: The closer dark one.
1: The the closer dark one? Yeah. Okay. You see that the the lamp slowly turns and then you see like it the light actually illuminates this panel um over on the far wall. Wes, okay. your turn.
0: I'm gonna walk now that my chains are extended, I'm gonna walk over to the door. They're only is extended
1: there? about three feet,
0: so you can't well, make it all the way to the I'm door. The door twenty crazy. feet. Can yeah. I see if there's like a gap underneath the door, or if it's like completely sealed?
1: There's like a slight gap, like a like a maybe a uh, barely, like just so that um, just a small. You just see like the light kind of passing
0: underneath the door. All right, I'm gonna polymorph myself into an ant and get out of there.
3: <laughs> You're like, okay, okay I'm done. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, it was fun while
3: it lasted. But make yeah. a
1: make a make a dexterity it's been real, check it's just been I fun. You, yeah, this will just be as yeah. an ant or as an As me. an ant. As an ant because you are you take the dexterity of the ant.
0: Yeah, um let me, let me let me look this up. I need to see uh, I mean uh, you're
3: already out of the handcuffs.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the first thing. Well, there's a giant ant. I assume they probably have the same dexterity but much lower strength. No,
1: they would have no. much lower. Uh, let me just look up a bug. <laughs> for the purpose of this, you'd have to be an ant. Let me just find... Like, That's fine. You know what? I'll just That's do fine. this. I'll roll for it. Okay, you have plus, plus two to dex. Okay.
0: That's a 13? 13. 13.
1: Uh, you you tried to squeeze your tiny little ant body underneath and you get stuck. And I'm going to say just for the purposes of this, you uh, kind of get stuck. You kind of tinge yourself a little bit and you just uh, polymorph back into a human, uh, taking one on point of other damage other side. Uh, I'm going to roll for it.
0: Oh, I take one point of damage as an ant. So that's why yeah. I turn back into a human. Okay. Yes.
1: Um, and I'm going to roll to see which side uh, you land on. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Um, huh. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should re-roll this or if I should, uh, what did you roll? I rolled a 10 exactly. Uh,
0: <laughs> and it was 11 well, plus it to be, get. Well, to shouldn't, well, shouldn't it be, uh, do I, I don't get any bonuses Actually, no. To it, it was, it was,
1: uh, 11 plus to get. So no, you are on the other side of the door. That Woo! is how, okay. Yes. That is how it'll work. So you, no, sorry. You were on the, uh, you are stuck inside still. Um, God damn it. Yeah. Um, And you take one point of force damage. West does. As you are kind of shunted back uh, into this room. Uh, But you are free of your chains, and we will move on to uh, Nelson.
2: Okay. So I am going to take a look under the table. Uh, Yep. And there are three buttons. Yeah. Four. Four. Red,
1: Red, blue, blue, green, green, black.
2: Green means go. He's going to press it.
1: Uh, you press green and your cuffs extend. Yeehaw. You have about three feet of movement.
2: So you, he's going to press, did you see the blue button? Yep. He's going to press that one.
1: You press the blue button and you see that lamp kind of turn and point at the that panel uh, over on the wall. Uh, Julie, your turn.
3: Can I make it to the panel on my wall? No. Okay, let's pl- press the further dark button.
1: The further dark button. Perfect. Let me get my D8.
3: Oh, great. I'm going to die. No, that's fine.
1: Two. Oh, okay. This works great for you. Uh, Your cuffs come off.
3: Oh, nice. Okay. Let's go to the panel.
1: Okay. You go over to the panel. The panel is... uh, You kind of walk over to it. The panel is completely dark. Like, there's no light on it. Like, it's not activated right
3: now. Okay. So, let's go back to the buttons and press the closer
1: medium color. Shade. Um... The, the uh, one I haven't hit, basically. Yeah, you press it and nothing seems to happen. Wes, you are okay. shunted back. Uh, you are prone on the ground.
0: I look at the door. Does the door have buttons by it? Uh, n- make a perception check. Natural twenty.
1: Woo-hoo! Okay. Uh, you notice a couple things. Uh, you notice that there are uh, you. It, the, the it's kind of frosted, but you can kind of see figures outside. Um, and you look around, there's a panel behind you. There is uh, the table, and there's buttons underneath, and, and there's the lamp. And you also notice, just because it was a natural 20, you notice that there's like a little bit of uh, machinery on the lamp. It's not just like a normal lamp, and that's all I'll give you.
0: What are the colors of the buttons on the door?
1: Uh, on the panel? Yeah. It is not activated. There are no the buttons. There are no like, lights or anything on it. There's nothing. It's kind of this electronic panel.
0: Okay. I walk back over to the table and I press the uh, blue button.
1: You press the blue button and uh, you see that lamp kind of and uh, point towards the panel. Okay.
0: <laughs> I go back to the panel. Okay. Nothing has changed on the panel. Can I touch the panel and like? Do you it's touch it. an illusion? No, it's there. It's it's real. Um, nothing seems to happen. Is it? Are there like screws on the panel? Can it be taken off? Like what's the
1: Uh no, it's pretty seamlessly put on there. It is just a panel that is not activated right now.
0: I'm going to go back and press the black button. You press the black button.
1: Okay, uh you hear a ooh come from the 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 wall behind your uh behind your table. Uh but nothing happens. Uh Nelson
2: he is going to take a look at the buttons and be like, okay, red is
1: bad, but black is worse. And he's going to press the red button. Uh, you press the red button and nothing seems to happen. Oh, no, wait, sorry. You press the red button and you see the panel light up. Sorry, I was reading the wrong
2: thing. Woo! And then he is going to press the black
1: button. You press the black button and you hear a slight clicking coming from the vent above you. Okay. Julie. Sorry, Wes, I forgot. To, I should have said this for Wes. You also notice that there's like an air vent, but it just seems like a standard air vent.
2: Okay.
3: So panel's not lit up, but there is a light shining on it.
1: Yes, from the lamp.
3: And can you describe the door to me, please?
1: The door. It's just. It's like kind of one of those classroom doors, essentially, like where there's this like slight glass window covering. Um, and then. Uh, the, can I look out yeah. the glass? Uh, you can kind of see a little bit out. Make a perception check. It's kind of frosted. Twelve. 12. You can see that there's some slight figures out there. Just some people moving okay. around. Okay.
3: I'm going to smash the glass with my brick, if possible.
1: Go ahead and make an attack. Uh, this would be melee, I'm assuming. You're not throwing it.
3: <laughs> oh, yay. That's a 23.
1: 23. That hits. Roll damage. Um Eight. Eight. Uh, You slam your brick against the glass, and it kind of fractures, Uh, but it's still there.
3: Can I go back and hit the button that... Did the light, which is the closer dark one again?
1: Yep. Uh you hit that one and it the, the lamp kind of turns around and is now pointing towards that uh your the wall behind the table.
3: Okay.
0: Up next is uh Wes, what do you do? Um I go back over to the panel. Yep. Um Okay. Fuck it. I'm just going to start doing stuff. Uh, I'm going to cast telekinesis on the panel and try and rip it off the wall using force.
1: (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Let me.
0: I can try and move an object that weighs up to a thousand pounds. So essentially, I can exert a thousand pounds of force Make a spell
1: casting check. Uh, So just like make an uh, an attack, essentially, with your telekinesis spell. I think it's a certain... It's like a plus... Seventeen. Seventeen? Seventeen, you begin pulling at it, and you're you're you, you can see the hinges on the side of it kind of uh, starting to pull off, but it's not coming off quite yet. Um, I'll say that.
0: Well, that it lasts for up to ten minutes, so I'm just gonna keep going at it. Okay. I'll have you
1: uh, roll another one on your next turn, round now, uh, Nelson.
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna press the black button again.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, You see your back wall uh, slowly begin to kind of start going down, and it gets about halfway down. And uh, Julie, you also notice this because your uh, front wall is starting to come down.
2: Oh, what the heck?
1: And uh, Nelson, as Julie says that, you hear uh, Julie's voice.
2: Oh my God. Oh, thank God. And
1: it gets about halfway down, and then just kind of stops.
2: What
3: the Uh, heck? What's going on? I'm not quite sure, but this seems awfully similar to the SWAT initiation test they put us through. What?
1: You Nelson, get you one somewhat, of those. You are somewhat familiar with this test.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, you never
1: went through it yourself, though.
2: Okay. Um, okay. Uh, 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 he is going to take the drawstring out of his sweatpants and tie it around his glasses so they stay on his face.
1: Okay. All right, uh, and' I'll say that's it for your turn. uh Julie, your turn what do you do?
2: Is, does Nelson still have
3: his handcuffs on? Yeah. okay. can I hop over the wall?
1: uh yeah, making a flag check. It's about a five foot climb up and jump over.
3: Oh no, I did 10.
1: ten that's fine. um it was a pretty low DC uh yeah, you managed to climb over and kind of land Nelson's side.
0: It's not graceful though. <laughs> no, it's
1: not graceful. You kind of stumble and then you kind of catch yourself and you kinda of, you try to do a three-point landing, but you end up kind of uh spraining your wrist just a little bit. What? Um yeah. Who is he to judge?
3: Can I smash his, smash the chain with my brick?
1: Uh yeah. Go ahead and make an attack on it.
3: Can I smash the room with my brick?
1: Yes. Go <laughs> okay. ahead and make an attack on it. <laughs>
3: Nat 20 on the oh, front, wow. smashing
1: the no. chain. Okay, uh, roll damage. So you roll the d8, multiply yeah. it times two, and then, yeah.
3: So that was actually on the d8. I rolled an eight, and I have a plus two to melee damage, apparently. Oh my <laughs> a strength God. bonus. Y-
1: you just shatter this chain with extreme prejudice. <gasps> uh, the the table has a huge dent in it now, and chunks of like wood and plastic and metal kind of scatter about the room. You uh, good, Nelson? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Just want to let you know that the chains <laughs> attack DC is twenty. That's insane. <gasps> <Okay. laughs> it's metal.
2: Oh wow. Well, okay.
0: Julie is uh, metal as fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah, for real. So well, I, I saw the cuffs on, but the chain is broken. Yeah. Okay. I uh, he's gonna run over to the panel.
0: Okay, Wes, your turn. I'm continuing to try and rip the panel yeah. off. Okay, the wall. make the another spellcasting spell check. Ten minutes. Yeah, make so another spellcasting check it up for ten minutes. Uh, that is a nineteen.
1: Uh, it's uh, you can see like the the metal starting to buckle, but it's still not coming off quite yet. Uh, Nelson, I'm running over to the panel. The panel is lit in your room. Yeah.
2: Okay, what am I looking at here?
1: Uh, You see, uh, the panel has like these LED buttons, and there is a blue, red, and green one. Green means go. Green means go. Uh, The you hear a click come from the door, and another click.
2: Uh, Check the door. Hold on, and he's gonna hold the green button.
1: Okay, uh, who's you're telling Julie to get it? Yeah, luckily
3: it is my turn right now.
1: Um y- yes, I will actually say this. For the purposes of this, Julie, uh, you get to the door make a dexterity check. I didn't think okay. about the two of people working together, so the DC will be much lower.
3: <laughs> You're the one who let us be with each <laughs> no, other, no, no, is, I, I,
1: I I started making this puzzle, but I definitely forgot to finish this part. So <laughs> sixteen. Uh yeah, the door clicks and you like kind of pull the uh, or, or like push down on the thing and it just opens and you guys are uh open. Hot dog. And you guys kind of run out. I'm just going to finish out Wes's thing
0: here. Uh, Wes, uh, your turn. Uh, that's uh, 23 on ripping the panel off the wall. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
1: Uh, you rip the panel off the wall. How do I resolve this? Probably with a roll. Actually, no. I'll just say uh, a couple things happen. And let me see what the first Power
3: one Power goes out in the room. Please.
1: Of course, I rolled the thing that would say that everything happens. So hold on. Okay. Uh, you see the wa- your back wall kind of slowly start to move down, and I'm gonna say that's what happens with this round. Um, and then uh, you see that the table turns starts uh, kind of transforming into this table monster thing.
0: God damn it! Yeah, I'm gonna redirect that telekinesis uh, to the table and sort of hold it in place, like fi- uh, you know, a good three feet in the air. Okay. It's a contested strength strength check versus my spell attack bonus here. Got you. So. Oh, I um, have this spell for 10 minutes, so I'm yeah. gonna use it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Uh it didn't roll amazingly. That's a natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have this thing kind of floating up in the air, kind of ho- uh, pinned to the ceiling right now. Um, I walk by it. I walk by it and give it a little pat and go, nice try, buddy.
0: And then um, I, <laughs>
1: uh Julia Nelson, as you guys open the door, you see that your that back wall is now sliding down.
2: As we're exiting? Yeah. I think because Nelson is still holding the button. I mean he'd look behind. Well the him. door is open now, isn't
3: it? The door
1: is open. Yeah. Yeah. But you you see uh the wall kind of stops halfway down. Could we see Wes? Uh not at this moment. Okay. The wall itself is like six feet tall. Okay. So it, it cuts off visual, but I mean if you guys say something, I don't know. Okay. Wes.
2: Uh,
1: yeah.
3: Can you hop the uh wall?
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> Make an can effort. I use? Can I hang on? I have this thing pinned, right? Can I use it as like a stepping <laughs> stool? Oh. <laughs> uh, <like> sure. <laughs> you you pin fuck. it down to
1: the you pin it down to the ground. Uh, it's going to make an opportunity to attack on you with disadvantage uh, because it is grappled. Well, okay. Uh, it, you see, as you kind of like try to step up and on and over it, it tries to take a swipe at you but misses. Make an okay. athletics check. I'll say the DC is lower because you have this thing. It's a pretty low athletics check as long as you don't roll like that. Well, a... it's
0: a natural one, so... <laughs> Can I use my re-roll? Uh, sure, I will hold that because we're oh, doing a time
1: hold
2: jump. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I, also, I never hold on, rolled, I have something
0: uh, for my Wild oh, true. Magic one. Tele- on, hang on, let me roll yeah, two roll Wild d20. Magics twice. Four... Yeah, no, no ones. Okay. So, yeah, I so... Have
2: a... I I have a feature called Flash of Genius. So when you or another creature you can see within 30 feet of you makes an ability check or a saving throw, you can use your reaction to add your intelligence modifier to the roll. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier minimum of once. So this is like I think of something really clever to help you, but that would only put your
1: roll at like a five. It was a natural one anyway, so it's a failure. If you want to do the the reroll, you can do the reroll. I will just hold two.
0: Yeah, sure, fuck it. Uh twelve.
1: Uh yeah, that's that's enough. Uh you, you you kind of stumble and this thing was gonna take another swipe at you. Uh but then you kind of uh catch your grasp and manage to pull yourself up and over,
0: and now you are on. Uh now that I have the a wall. uh a D twenty for wild magic, it's gotta happen somehow. So Yeah. All
1: <laughs> right. You guys uh eventually all exit out of this room. Um and you hear investigations team, you're late.
0: Oh, who is it? Oh, as we leave, can I cram the the table in between where the wall and the ceiling is? Yeah, sure. You are? Uh,
1: you you pin it. The wall is actually kind of starting to move up and you kind of pin this table thing and and you hear the wall kind of like kind of pressing against it. But you guys um, you guys manage to exit out of this room um, and you hear investigation team. You're late. Who is it? You see this guy in these, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, the camo suits. He he, he seems to be a, a man of authority, and you see all these other people lining up in a formation, like a kind of military formation. They they seem to be at parade rest. Uh, I was about says, to say,
3: Julie goes to parade rest.
1: Yeah, you you see Julie kind of hop in formation as well and uh, stand at parade rest.
3: I'm not no like not with them. I just kind of go to my own parade rest and I say, "Sorry, sir. What what are we needed for,
1: sir?" Get over here in formation. We're about to start the next days of your entire life. And uh, he motions
0: for you all to uh, join the formation. Wes walks over and he does go to parade rest, but he says, last time someone told me that, I almost lost a kidney.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nelson, I'm assuming you also joined this formation? Yes, nervously and with my head down. (laughs) (laughs) He says, you all are the investigations team. Why did it take you so long to exit your arena? You should have been one of the first people out. Why was the strike team before you all?
0: You didn't I I was I couldn't put it really put it on my calendar. No excuses. Oh, okay.
1: He says diplomacy team, why are you not vouching for him? And you see uh Jordan and uh CK yeah. Walters and Taylor Atkinson walk up behind you and appear in formation and um you see you see CK Walters start to go um well uh, sir, it it seems as though well,
3: Sir, they're this, incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it seems as though they had that is not good enough. And then he, he he begins like chewing out the diplomacy team, and you see Jordan like uh, casting a spell, and we'll see if he's. Hmm? He says, "I see what you're doing there." Jordan <laughs> is trying to uh, attempt to cast charm person, and I'm imagining uh, this
0: is Mr. T. <laughs> no, it's a it's a guy in these what are they called? Fatigues. Fatigues. Ah, yes, there's
1: this, this guy in fatigues. It's this kind of older gentleman. He's got like this gray short hair, and he is barking orders at you all. and He says, "All right." I am Commissioner Manchester, and I will be overseeing your graduation training. Each of you will be moving on to a new field, and I expect all of you to excel. This will be the hardest three weeks of your entire lives. Welcome to hell, children. You guys kind of montage it out. As the investigation team, you all are put under both rigorous academic and athletic training. And um, I'm going to let you guys uh, decide how you spend your time, uh, like what you guys kind of focus in. It's decided for us. It's decided for you. But I'm saying what do you choose to kind of excel in?
2: Okay. what kind of fields are there? Like um, so it's, we...
1: it's a lot of academic and uh academic and like you guys are set up like with these obstacle courts of like an investigation and you guys are set up with different scenarios. A lot of RPing going on, uh where oh, you're this kind of in these. Well, yeah. <laughs> where you guys are put in like these investigative <laughs> situations and, and like murder mystery kind of deals. <laughs> Um so what do you guys like what do you each of you kind of focus on? And and I'll I'll just say for the purposes of this you could choose something in in either intelligence or wisdom and just kind of describe it to me and uh yeah, and then I'll have you make a roll for it.
2: I think that Nelson is going to work on really trying to look at like every minute detail and just like Catches many teeny tiny little details to help in like role play.
1: Got you. Okay. So you're focusing on perception. What uh, do you more use Investigation,
2: to... I think. Oh, investigation? Exclude yeah, okay. those little details. Got gotcha,
1: you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you, got you. Okay. What do you do to kind of help you um, through this?
2: He is going to go through like strategy manuals and like look through different ways that people okay. go through like for So you're kind of doing research? Yeah. So when we're in these sort of scenarios, he can apply those techniques.
1: Okay. Go ahead and make me a history check. Okay. We'll resolve it from there. 16. 16. Okay. You begin to actually get pretty good at investigating and at checking for the the small details. Uh, You now have a plus two to your investigation check.
2: Woo
3: boy!
1: All right. Julie and Wes, what are you guys focusing on and how do you achieve that?
3: First of all, are we going home at night?
1: Actually, for these next three weeks, you are living in the swap base. Uh, Julie, it is very reminiscent of basic training.
3: Do we see other people in Swappies?
1: Um, I mean, you guys are kind of kept really busy. You, the main people you see are, uh, you guys are actually, <laughs> actually awkwardly enough, you guys are in this training with the Strike Team you worked with. Um, oh, I mean, there's yeah. other there's other teams as well, but the Strike Team, which is Hans, Greta, and Guntar. and then also the Ow. the um, the Diplomacy Team, which is uh, gonna, CK Walters, They're going to wake and, up
0: one night. They're going to be beating me with socks filled with coins. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's the tension is there for sure and, and this, this situation doesn't necessarily help.
3: Okay, nice. Um nice. but how do you nice. what do you
1: tr- what do you train in and how do you I want to uh, train
3: in history. I wanna know more about the conflicts that occurred in Phaeton. Okay.
1: What do you do to kind of do this? What do you what, what tools do you use? What what techniques? Well, I'm do you studying,
3: use? you know, like history textbooks pretty much. But I okay. also I All have right. a skill that I've literally never used up until now, in which I'm actually a th- pretty good cartographer. Okay. So, so you
1: kind of use your cartography skill. A I lot say of th- times
3: when there is a map of a place, I kind of sketch it out myself. Okay. So I have a lot of these like in my head now.
1: I will say for the purposes of this, go ahead and make a um, intelligence check plus your uh, proficiency modifier.
3: That is a 10.
1: That is a 10. Um, It's still kind of hard for you to write. Ra- Julie wasn't great in uh, <laughs> history, In general in high school and in college time too like that just wasn't julie's thing you you really make a a a strong effort for it you get a plus one to your history checks um but uh yeah it doesn't it's not like a perfect thing uh and wes what are you doing
0: um i'm gonna lean into more arcane knowledge stuff not necessarily like wizard like learning how to cast spells but more like Learning how to better identify enchantments and magical objects and different weird magical effects, okay. and that type uh, of thing. what
1: are you doing to kind of aid in your studies
0: of this? I think, if possible, I would like to go to the you know the the magic item room where everything's in a glass tank. Yep. Maybe they give me the book and I'm really investigating those things and.
1: Okay. I, I have
0: I have some books on like uh, runes and enchantment and stuff like that. Um, I also think uh, Nelson might be able yeah. to help you out in this.
2: Yeah, he definitely could help. So with that.
0: Nelson,
1: go ahead and just roll a d twenty. Okay.
0: Maybe maybe less magic items. Actually, now I think about it, since that's Nelson's thing, maybe more like magical. I mean, I think beings? this is all maybe. kind of the same. What if you, I, this was yeah. all under Arcana, right? Yeah, maybe more like magical beings then. Maybe maybe okay. I'm studying a bestiary. I think that would be maybe that that would be kind of fun actually. Okay. And
1: then in that case just make an investigation check.
0: Cool. That's a 0 on that. Um
1: that's a 2. So 2, you know. Uh yeah, you aren't picking up a lot on these kind of uh uh cool. situations. It's it's really cool. rough for you. The investigation stuff is kind of um it just it just weighs down on you and and the training and all that you're exhausted every day and you just kind of slump down uh, at the end of the day and can't really get into that but you also are all three put through uh, rigorous language as part of the investigation team you are all put through rigorous language training um and you all learn phaeton and then uh, you all get a language that you all learn as well uh what are those languages now these can be human languages like Spanish, French, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Julie already knows French High enough. French. High school French. Uh I think so I would say is you also don't. Proficient
2: to do in French. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna learn draconic.
0: Draconic? Bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to diversify, I won't take draconic. Well, I mean
2: um, I mean we can also talk to each other.
0: Well, actually, yeah, I yeah. I talked that's that's I think that's my thing, is I talked to Julie and uh, Nelson and I'm, I want to see what languages they don't know. So, what languages um, do you know?
2: Common, dwarvish, celestial, French, <laughs> elvish, and draconic.
0: You can also learn languages that others do know. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to look if there is like something Nelson kind of has all the big ones covered. So, I think I'm also going to learn draconic. Maybe we learn it together and talk.
2: Yeah, that would be good draconic. for us to practice together.
0: Question. So yeah, Dr- maybe do we all get? Do we both? <laughs> We both help each other out. Yeah, sure. That.
3: I want to, so when I look up Draconic, it says fire-related races speak this?
0: Yeah. I, yeah, like, yeah. Dragonborn dragons. Yeah, or fire elementals. Fire-related fire elementals. Well, actually, would I that, think they speak elemental, but- But it's also the base language of magic in the D&D universe. Yeah. What,
3: would like, it, what language would a phoenix speak?
0: Um, a phoenix, I mean... The, I, th- they, I think it is a celestial, isn't it? I believe so. A phoenix so. is a, like, Wait,
1: that thing. Here, mine says uh, celestial, so it would be celestial. Then I'm yeah, like, I think it makes I'm
2: gonna sense. do celestial then. Okay. Nose can help her out with that as well.
1: Cool.
2: His accent is awful, but it is passable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, celestial is kind of like a... Uh, Almost, it, it, I mean, and that's the thing. Oh. Celestial is pretty close to French. Uh, Great. In, in the in the way that it is, uh, the accents we are all kind know. of open
0: and fluid in um, that deal. Mind. Celestial, the language of love. <laughs> kind of. Yeah.
1: We only very, dirty talk. Very poetic, very... so you all finish your training and you guys essentially you guys are uh inducted not formally but you guys are kind of introduced to other members of the bureau of investigations which is what the investigations branch is under the you guys kind of learn this through these next couple months just kind of working in the bigger the whole more holistic version of SWAT the the strike is like the strike force team and the diplomacy branch is the ambassador's branch and you guys are under the bureau is what it's called the bureau of investigations so yeah you guys have a couple more months i know you guys wanted to do a couple more things so if you guys want to do that and then i'll kind of tell you how your next couple months go i'm gonna go talk to the diplomatic team okay
0: yes uh who on the
1: you're talking like like jordan ck walters taylor yes ta taylor arkason
0: okay yeah 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 i assume i go to their office or whatever yeah Knock, knock, knock. Knock in. Yeah, you hear a, uh, uh, come in, come in. Open, I enter. Uh, Hey, guys. Um, Wesley, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I close the door.
1: Um, uh, Jordan kind of gives you a two-finger salute and Taylor kind of waves.
0: wanted to talk to you guys about something. Um, wanted to know if you noticed anything fishy during the... I turn back and I close the blinds When <laughs> during the handoff. Um... <laughs> uh, you close the back blinds. The bl- the, are there blinds on the door? Is it a yeah. door with win- with a yeah, window like a sure, school not? window where there's like one sure. little slide?
1: <laughs> uh, Jordan goes, um, I really don't know, Wes. That's not kind of our deal.
0: I don't know. I just You guys were the other people that were there. Yeah, I just want um, to know if you, I, you guys I mean, I noticed saw cash? anything.
1: The only thing I noticed was, like, Cash was acting weird when he was, like, interacting with the the Mona Lisa. And you kind of remember that Cash kind of had a freak out where he was like, I'm going to tear this thing up if it doesn't get away from me. That's the only thing you kind of remember.
0: Oh. It's okay. All right. I'll have to text him. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Just. Yeah. Just, um, uh, yeah.
1: Taylor actually says, uh, Wes. And you kind of stop. Yes. She goes. She kind of is contemplating to herself for a little bit and says, my keeper has told me to tell you to watch out for yourself. Your keeper? I'm sorry, I don't mean she to. She kind of looks up. Rude. And kind of gives you a, like a shrug. Okay. Like looks up to like uh, the,
0: the, the heavens. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, do I know of what class, like. Class in parentheses, like what yeah. she does. Uh,
1: she's like a she's a she is a pretty she she follows in this religious order.
0: Okay, so she's a cleric. Got it. Okay, I'm not gonna, a cleric. Paladin, but go ahead. Same, same difference. Um I go. I'll be sure to do that. She just kind of gives you a nod. All right. Have a good one,
1: guys. Yeah, uh, and they all kind of wave you out as you leave. Julie, you want to go to the astral plane? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh you go talk to Jack? Yeah. Um all right, you knock on his door and uh Jack also kind of looks kind of tired and he goes, "Uh, Julie, what's up? How's it going?"
3: Uh thanks for meeting me- with me. I know that this isn't
1: No, it's, something fine. You it's, usually fine. Do. it's fine. Um
3: is there any way for me to go back to the Astral Plane?
1: Um not unless it's like a dire situation. I try not to go there too many times. Again, It's not necessarily a place I have a lot of power. Is Um, there
3: a way to get a message there, then?
1: Yeah, we have couriers to the Astral Sea.
3: Do they... I heard a rumor about a figure that has been sighted in the Astral Plane, and I... Do you think that if I ask them to look into that, could they do that, you think?
1: Um, hmm. Make a persuasion check.
3: Okay. Okay. 17
1: 17 okay he goes um oh, Julia there's a lot of people are really busy right now as you can tell um but what I what I will say is I will make a, a markup for what do you need them to and and I mean we'll just send an investigation team to the Astral sea. what do you uh what do you need them to do
3: I I would appreciate if you didn't tell many people about this but someone with the same name at least as my father is going around.
1: Um what was your father's name?
3: Matt Davenport.
1: Okay, Julie. <laughs> and he was There's a lot of there's a there is a lot of Matt Davenports that have sure? died. I'm just saying that's a pretty common name set. I know that we all like to think that our people are still I mean I can send a courier out there to well, the investigate it.
3: My Matt Davenport used to work with, I think, the chair of Conjuration.
1: Interesting. Um, back in the back when the Conjuration chair was in the strike days. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. So
3: he would be a. I don't know much what he did, but I can infer he was a powerful asset.
1: Okay. When when souls carry over, their only burden is whatever the burden that ties them here. So I don't think he. It still has a lot of ailness to the society, but I mean, I guess it couldn't hurt to check in. Yeah, I'll get somebody on that. Um, do you have a specific message you want to send to him?
3: It's another personal thing, but if you could tell him that his wife is very sick.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll get that to him.
3: Okay. Uh, thank you for meeting with me again.
1: Uh, of course, of course. We'll get that taken care of for you. That that kind of gets sent off in these next couple of months. Yes. Uh, anything else you guys want to do over this next three-month thing in between your investigations?
3: Can I talk to Llama?
1: Talk to Llama? Okay. Julie, uh, go ahead and talk to Llama. Uh, you go to Llama during these next couple of months, and he goes, Julie, it's been a while. How are you doing today?
3: I'm all right. How about you?
1: I've been fine. Busy as usual. What do I owe the pleasure of this visitation?
3: Do you know about the prisoners here? If I were to ask you about one of them.
1: Which ones in particular? I do well, know. I know about their sentencing. I do remember, after all, I am the person who recounts all of their stories.
3: Okay. Um, I'm curious about an outlander named Lacuna.
1: Mm. He kind of, uh, you you see him kind of close his eyes and think, ah, yes, she was brought in during the incursion. Um, You see him kind of doing a lot of uh, mental see if he can okay he won't be able to do that particularly but he's, he kind of gives you the information he goes yes she was brought in during the incursion she seems to be a peaceful outlander she was um she was put far past the uh, outlander bridge but slowly waded her way closer and closer due to her peaceful elderly nature she seems to be a non-threat as far as she goes um what about her? do you would you like to know? I mean, I only know about her, the the case and how far she is sentenced, et cetera, et cetera.
3: Wolf, what's the sentence?
1: It's an outlander sentence. She has to remain in the prison until she chooses to be returned to the outlands or stay in the prison. and I believe she has elected to stay.
3: It's not, but it is possible to send her back to the outlands.
1: He kind of gives you an uh, kind of an uneasy look and says, sending to the outlands is more or less dropping them off at the edge of sea and expecting them to swim to their home nation. I don't think anyone has ever actually returned. But those who would prefer not to be locked up for the entire lives take that chance. It is unfortunate, but true.
3: So what was the incursion?
1: Hmm. There seems to be an outlandish incursion that was opened a portal to Gaia directly. Hmm. Uh, let me see if he can connect these. Dots. He does. Uh, he says, it seems as though the conjuration chair was a part of the mission that stopped it. And that is what gave him his political prowess to join the council in that time.
3: Oh. Do you know anything about the abilities of the Outlander?
1: Hmm. He kind of thinks, he goes, she seems to have some arcane ability, some kind of a companion that uh, she draws that ability from. That is all I know.
3: Would it be possible for her to give that ability to someone else?
1: Hmm. I do not know the capabilities of this outlander, but from what we understood, she was very tame and to herself. She was a very interested in the new world she found herself in, but was content being put up by herself. I do not think it'd be part of her nature to put this on to another person.
3: Was she the only one who came?
1: He kind of thinks back again and goes, No, there was another. The one that brought her, apparently. That one escaped. But the portal was closed.
3: Who is the one that escaped?
1: Mm. Huh. Interesting. Your questions have brought in a new thought into my mind that I have not considered, but an outlander that uh, has had quite a reputation with the society that brought this person hmm, interesting it was a chaotic outlander like a lot of the ones we find ourselves in the fatalities of that battle were many, quite a few sacrifices were made it seems as though it is the same one that now calls himself the game master
3: okay um, can you tell me when the battle with the sacrifices was well who Mm. like who who died in that do you have any information on them Mm.
1: it would be it would take me some time to meditate on the specifics but it happened about julie how old are you
3: thank you um i think i said she's 29 because she had her birthday
1: yes so it would be about 25 years ago and this yeah. coincides to the That's time. That's what I thought. Yes.
3: That's what I thought. That's when my dad died, right? Yes.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, who else is doing? We should dig into Beast bows. I
2: guess so. No. Well, I got to talk to Jeff, uh, but I think I'm going to dig into the Conjuration Chair first. Okay.
1: Uh, make me a, you know, a little bit of a history check. Oh, wait. How are, you, how are you digging into the... Uh, that's I'm
2: going to schedule a meeting with him. I'm going to wait. I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to schedule it. I'm going to be like, hey, I just want to talk to you about this assignment that I have for the Bureau. It's just cool. like a okay. homework thing. It's not anything being published. I just have to... Make l- a
1: deception check.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh,
2: deception is under... Charisma.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
1: they don't necessarily, the, the secretary- Just the say conjuration- you
3: want to thank him.
1: The conjuration chair secretary doesn't necessarily buy your story, but still sets up the meeting with the conjuration chair for you. Yeah. Um. It, it takes about two months, or two and a half months for that actual meeting to take place just because the conjuration chair is a very busy man, and it, it, this was kind of put lower on the priority list. So eventually you do get to the meeting with the conjuration chair, it says, oh, um, Nelson, uh How's it it going? Come come on in. He invites you into his office.
2: uh, Well, I forgot how he speaks. Uh, Thank you so much for um, uh, meeting with me, sir.
1: Yeah. You said you were doing some kind of research assignment.
2: Yeah. And I just wanted to thank you for graduating the investigations team. It's been an experience. It has been great. I love it.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Um, I wanted to
2: thank you for that.
1: Yeah. Uh it's 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 about time you guys didn't really have a guide so it didn't make sense for us to keep on bouncing you around as an undergraduate so.
2: Yeah. Um so what I wanted to talk to you was about um I'm doing sort of like a history sort of um I don't know I'm I'm talking to some of the um
1: he kind of grabs a, a a little thing of coffee. His his kind of thin fingers kind of wrapping around the mug. He his small frame, his like skinny. He's a pretty skinny guy. Uh, kind of sitting in this chair. His he kind of crosses his legs. He goes, "Um, all right, yeah. Uh, I, I have a little bit of time. Go. Uh, what what do you need?"
2: Yeah, uh, I'm basically trying to conduct interviews with uh, me- members of SWAT, and I was particularly interested in uh, how you oh. came to be the conjuration chair. I mean. Everyone has sort of their story and how they're, you know, they graduate through their specific school of of magic and all that. But I wanted to know how you got here.
1: (laughs) Uh, Make a persuasion check.
2: Yeah. Uh, Natural 20! Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: You get him talking and he talks for a long time, kind of starts bloviating. It's almost like a bragging thing for him he was originally a part of the strike unit he graduated out of that he then joined the force team did that for a while ended up joining the terrors he talks a little bit about that for a while and then he talks about his studies and how he left the terrors team to go a little bit more into academia he uh specifically is um sorry he he, he talks a little bit more, more of time during the terrors and um how he kind of stopped an outlandish incursion and how that kind of costs a lot and he said he can't talk a lot about that too much because he doesn't want to give himself a psychic seizure he says there's a lot of like Terrible stuff that happened from that, and then he kind of keeps on talking, and he talks about like more of his academics and his studies, and eventually he talks about he kind of developed this kind of security measure for quick mobility of high level personnel, um, and there are these teleportation sigil beads that, and and you notice that him and all these other council members are wearing these kind of multicolored beads, and he says that you know it, it all works towards these uh th- this kind of quick mobility of all these things, so SWATT uses them, and he uses them. And the the council uses them, and it's it's just, it's just one of the things that kind of uh, his kind of trademark thing that kind of got him. So, to the,
2: would I know what SWATT is?
1: The Society of the Word, the Terrors.
2: Oh, okay, okay, so that's just like the extra. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, um, okay. Wait, hold on. I couldn't. Re- I can't really understand. Is it terrors like night yeah. terrors? Okay, gotcha. Yes. Okay.
1: Uh the Society of the Weird and Terrifying Terrors is that is what their okay. their full title clause.
2: Ha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Really cool <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
2: baseball league name. All right. Well, um that's Yeah, of I, course. This is great. Um yeah, but thanks I wanted for to ask come. a couple questions. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Um I was sort of brought into SWAT like when I was real little because my dad is
1: Yeah, I know your I know your father.
2: Yeah. So I was wondering, what about before SWAT? What did you do, like, Hmm. before all this? Who, like... Uh,
1: I mean, I was also brought into the society... At a pretty young age, my father was also a uh, a researcher into the conjuration school. Oh, he, was really? a, he was a he was yes he was a, he was a studious man. He worked a lot in the my my kind of specialty is portals. I mean, I can do a lot of the self conjuration as well, but I, I mainly focus on portals and teleportation. Uh, his his kind of thing was more conjuring and uh, especially. Uh, the, the kind of familiar pact that you can make with certain beings. He was, he was into being binding and being back and forth. And that was, that was kind of his thing But I, I'm more of like, you know, just opening the, the, the levels between worlds, you know, that kind of deal.
2: Okay. I'm trying to think would Matt Davenport and his picture and what is it, Ethan? Is his name?
1: Yes. Ethan. Yeah. Uh, his
2: picture is in the SWAT database of him in uniform, right? Yes. Okay, so he would know this public knowledge. Uh, what about your military career?
1: I, again, I don't want to talk about it too much. That was, that was when I was part of the um, the terrors.
2: Oh, Okay, all right, cool. I mean, I I don't want to pry too much, but I saw you were on the strike team with uh, one of my teammates' dads, actually.
1: Oh, um, um interesting. Uh, who 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 was this?
2: Yeah, uh, my teammate's Julie Davenport.
1: Davenport, um.
2: Yeah, I think her dad's name
1: is Matt or something. Matt Davenport.
0: Damn it. Um, You see him kind of freeze for a moment. Good job.
2: Oh, Oh, no.
0: Did we tell Nelson that this was a possibility? Yeah, I definitely did. (laughs) Nelson.
2: I'm sorry. What are you doing? Um, Sir? And I think he's going to poke him.
1: Uh, you see a little bit of blood, kind of starting to come down from his nose. Oh! Oh
2: no! Oh no! No no no! no. Oh no! Um, he is going to run to Scarlet.
1: You kind of run out in a hurry out of the the office, and, and the secretary goes, "Um, what, what, what's happening?
2: What? He's he's bleeding out of his nose. What's going on oh, there?
1: Jesus, he's having another psychic seizure. Go go grab Scarlet. Um, we need to take care of and this. He's- to kind of wrap up this scene, uh, Scarlet kind of rushes down and and comes to his aid and kind of puts him to sleep and rests his psychic seizure. And essentially, you are not allowed to have any more contact with the conjuration chair for a while. Um, and that'll be that. <laughs>
2: I mean, nobody knows what I said. It just kind of happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, okay, okay, all right. Well, I'm sure I'm going to get an earful from my dad for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do. And you do. And you do. And it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we don't need to get it's into that necessarily.
2: Grounded.
1: <laughs> okay. Any couple more things you guys want to do? I know somebody was saying they wanted to look into Bebos. Yes. Okay. Oh,
0: well, I mentioned that, but also I do have one other thing. Yes, okay. uh, as I am learning the spell teleportation circle, I'm gonna try and worm my way and learn the runes on as many as teleportation circles as possible. I know I probably have access to the ones in SWAT. yep. but like do I know anybody in Phaeton who has access to them? Can I pay to have access to ones in other places? I just want to have options on where I can go. Got you. <laughs> um, you know, make an uh, investigation check. Well, that's a
1: two two <laughs> you really um, are asking around you're trying to find people you really only get the ones from SWAT damn it okay it's worth a shot all right who's doing who's going to bee- be
2: um i think that would be wes and nelson yeah
0: yeah th- let's do the two of us we've been doing a lot of apart stuff let's do something together we're sitting in the office discussing our plan uh how do you want to how do you want to do this
2: I mean, I guess I could show them some of the stuff that I'm working on. See if that'll get us uh, an in.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe you could pose like you want an internship or something. How good are you at bluffing?
2: Um, I get real nervous when I lie. <laughs> and sometimes I get really sweaty and people are like, oh, did you just exercise? And I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm and not they tell doing- me to take a shower. Yeah. I've taken a lot of stress showers.
0: All right, Nelson. Let me let me tell you the trick trick to lying. The trick to lying is to think of it as conveniently not telling the truth. So like uh, a don't don't even the word lying is gone from your mind. It doesn't exist. You are simply telling them what they need to hear so you know the information that you want. It's
2: like an omission of an
0: omission. of... You don't even have to lie. You don't even have to make stuff up. You just don't have to tell them what you really want.
2: I mean, if I to- tell him I want an inter, I don't really want an internship. I don't think his company's that ethical.
0: Well, it's more like you go and you say, "I would like to learn more about your company's practices." Is that not?
2: No, true. Yeah, that's true. You'd I, like to know guess, that.
0: Yeah. You know, he's the uh, Mr. Beesbos. I'm curious why you've taken such an interest in our team that's true
2: yeah that, that is you true. know you don't
0: have to be like we want to know whether you're up to some shady stuff you just have to you know work it out of them i mean you i, I you said you got some good information out of the conjuration chair. you got him talking these guys love to talk about themselves Yeah, people at such a great. high level they love well that was because you brought something up that we clearly told you not to do but it's fine um,
2: I was just making conversation. I didn't mean to.
0: Anyway, you don't have to worry about that. And if you do, if he does have a psychic seizure, that's something we've learned. So I am I think, <laughs> you know, we don't know if he has those. So we would learn that something instead of just causing a man to have a seizure. Um uh, so I still do
2: feel really bad about it so if we cannot
0: talk about it that'd be great look if you want me to come <laughs> with you I can I can maybe come with you I don't know what oh, do I would post going with you. I don't know what I would say I'm doing there I don't I mean know. we could just set you. up a know. we could just set up a meeting I mean, like say yeah, hey we right, want to well. talk
2: and, yeah I mean like
0: try and work some information out of them trying
2: to do scheduling stuff instead of just like like y'all just barging into their offices so uh, I've been trying to do some you know, bureaucratic clerical stuff. Trying to not like make it seem like super suss.
0: Okay. Um so you guys, what are you guys doing? Yeah, we're gonna try and set up a meeting with Beesbo's between with Nelson okay. and Watson. Pretty Wes simple.
1: You walk in, his secretary is uh you they have like the Beesbo's office is just like so Tricked out. Like it's like a it's like an Apple store on drugs. It is ridiculous. But um you see a secretary kind of working on this like holographic computer, and uh as as you kind of walk in Wes, his computer kind of starts to f- like you see a couple of like, fizzles. I assume he s- has he does have hex protection, SWAT. but it's not or in SWAT. Yes, he does have hex protection, but it's still like registers on his computer. He goes, What uh what can I do for you?
2: Hey, um, I,
0: uh, we, uh, we're here to just talk to you. We wanted to thank you for, uh, oh, the secretary says yeah, it's this, this not Beesbos. Oh, Beez-Bos sorry. Beez-Bos I was like, not, that doesn't yeah. sound like his voice. Nope. I was like, hi, uh, we'd like to set up a meeting with, uh, Mr. Beesbos. Doesn't have to be more than five minutes. Just we wanted to thank him for, uh, he kind of his help. types
1: away at this computer. And he goes, um, yep, he has an availability and about, um, Eight months.
2: Eight eight months?
0: Yes. Eight months. Uh. So the, the other thing we want to talk about, I don't know if this would be able to, to get us in quicker, is my friend here uh, wanted to talk about uh, maybe procuring an internship uh, with him in the company. He types away a little bit and says,
1: the application has been sent to your email. Uh, Nelson, yes? Uh.
2: Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, the obfuscation has been sent to your email. Just fill that out and we'll get that taken care um,
2: of. On top of that, I was wondering if I could show him a couple of the things that I've been working on in the engineering lab. I have a couple different things that I wanted to show him just to see if he was
1: interested in them. He uh, types a couple of more things and you see this capsule kind of out of the floor, like the floor kind of opens up and then levitates up and it kind of floats there behind you. He says, um, yes, just put them in there and uh, he'll be able to do that. He might, um, you know, send you a, a, a Skype or Zoom or Facebook message chat thing and he might be able to do it from his location. He's a very busy man, as you can tell.
2: Uh, sorry, they're still kind of experimental, but I was hoping that he would want to see them in person. I mean, that's, that's okay.
1: Yeah, just put it in the capsule, It will send it on over to him into the other thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I am very busy right now. I still have a lot of emails to send, so if you wouldn't mind, I need to get back to Rook.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, he's like, yeah, um, yeah, I'll just wait until we get that meeting. Uh, okay, he schedules a date.
1: Yeah, he gives you a date for. let's See you guys are. He gives it for June sixteenth, twenty twenty. Yes, you guys are in October right now. Just for the timeline, nine. twenty nineteen. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So June. Got it. June sixteenth,
2: twenty twenty. Ooh, Gemini season.
0: <laughs> is when your meeting with Beesvos is uh, scheduled.
2: Okay. All
0: right. Well, it's worth a shot. If, as we're walking back to our, it's it worth a shot.
2: I mean, it kind of felt like a big flop, but I mean,
0: look, I know you don't really want an internship, but you should apply for it. And then if you get an interview, that's all I'm saying. I know I, I wouldn't be able to be there, but, you know, maybe I could put some sort of bug in your ear and I could talk you through it or
2: Uh, maybe i'll i'll fill it out and see what happens i'm overly qualified but i'm sure i could do that and he's gonna go fuck around Mm. on this computer and fill up the application
1: okay um uh, do you guys do anything else to try to investigate him uh you fill out the application
0: um it gets processed this man
2: is an enigma (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i'll do some investigating like so i'm I'm gosh all this stuff's probably online I'm the worst person to be doing this. Um, I
2: can, I'll help him out with that. He's okay. Like, I don't. He's be like, I don't. I don't. What? Where's the mouse? And it's like, there's What are you doing?
0: I know where the mouse is. It just doesn't work for it me. It just doesn't work well with him. Um,
1: so, what are you doing?
2: I think. Well, it's time to tap into the mainframe. <laughs> I think he's going <laughs> to try to do some uh, through his dad's computer. He's going to go through the hacking system.
0: The password's always Swordfish. Interesting. Okay. Um, Nelson
2: is my son. <laughs> <Naomi's> mm.
1: son. <laughs> yes. I'll say for the purposes of this, because you're using your father's computer, uh, there will be some inherent risk, but I will give you a plus. I'll, I'll
0: just say you have advantage. I'll keep watch for him.
2: Yeah, please. God, my dad can't keep watch for computer. him. <laughs> okay. So advantage.
1: Natural 20. <laughs>
0: oh, okay.
1: All right. Uh, you will begin digging deep into you are you are hooked your father is a, a pretty well uh renowned scientist so he has a lot of access to the sWAT database you begin chipping into this uh these boats and you just start digging in and you actually get into his emails Ooh. make an investigation Don't me check. the
2: email <laughs> um okay investigation mm-hmm Uh, that's, uh, 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 10, 10. That's 10.
1: 10. Uh, you kind of start clicking around. There's just a lot of emails. There's a lot of stuff here. Uh, you show that there's a lot, uh, he seems to be moving a lot of assets around. Like he's planning for a lot of different, uh, new innovations that he's kind of working on. Um,
2: Uh, I think I'm going to look for any information about the Fey queen or like anything related to like, other world like trying to use like keywords Mm -hmm. like
0: make a make a google check
2: yep Oof, that's not good uh 10
0: 10 yeah but what if he did a bing check
1: instead you gross uh you don't really find anything about the fake queen can i find anything in his
2: emails about the fake queen
1: Uh, i was i was using that that google check to search through his emails google is like a searching
2: yeah. Oh, okay. that's he, why
1: it's church. Okay. Yeah, but I wanted it to be funny. Um, What else are you looking for? Let's look. You are into his emails.
2: I'm in Jeff Beesbos' emails. I feel like I should like be a dick and like change his password. I shouldn't. That's super, look, That's super rude. Um,
0: Wes leans in and says,
2: like, I heard he's getting
0: a divorce.
2: Look up at, to like attorneys. <laughs> like uh, are you actually? No. Um okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other things. What else do we want to what else do we want to know about I them? Don't, I don't know.
0: A Google Investigations team.
2: Oh, ooh, ooh, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Make another Google check.
2: Hot dog, that is a unnatural 20.
1: Um you search around and you don't find anything specifically. Oh, you do actually. You find one email. Um, and it's dated back in. Oh, this timeline is going to get messy, guys. If I don't get this <laughs> timeline right, it's not because I'm giving you guys a clue or anything. It's because I just don't. I, I'm not doing this right. Uh, back in July, um, about your uh, your trip to Kansas City and kind of the, the information about that, and uh, it, it's an email chain between the entire council, uh, kind of talking about what they should do uh, oh, about shit. Oz. <laughs> it's some good dirt. <laughs>
2: What does it say who's saying what?
1: Um it it's it's all very official and very like um uh, metered uh, responses uh, as you would through email con- conversation. There's no T within it, but it does say like we should do our best to kind of protect the the Osland, and, and it should remain sealed under the investigation's uh, confidential sector. Uh
2: can I target my name? Your name. Yeah. Nelson Bigby. Oh crap. Wait, 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 wait. Nelson
1: didn't make-
0: know the name of Oz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have yeah, you wouldn't have. Oh shit, Nelson no, just you- found out about that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nelson, what did you find? I don't
2: know. What am I what am I what am I doing? Okay,
1: so you're you're doing you're looking for yourself now?
0: Yeah.
1: Make uh make another Google check.
0: <laughs> no, but that Nelson is, just uh, oh uh, shit 19.
1: Nineteen? Mm-hmm you find because you're using your father's computer you find emails between your father and him and it seems like he was helping help on some project and you find your name spouted throughout this
2: can i figure out what that project is
1: make an uh just make an intelligence check okay, to kind of make sense of it because it is very kind it's almost very cryptic
2: And it's 21.
1: Ooh,
2: this thing is on fire today. You
1: come to two conclusions. Okay. They are talking about constructing. They're talking about creating. They're talking about fixing something. Either your father is planning on experimenting on you, just from, like, your perspective, or he made a clone of you, or something... Along those lines, you cannot tell. Um, it is unnerving. He gets
2: out of the email and erases all the cookies and the search history.
1: Okay, make a uh, make one more hacking check to clean up your trace. Actually, no, this would be a tech saving throw. Sorry. A uh, tech
2: saving throw? Okay. Is a 16. Nine, okay.
0: You think you do a great job?
2: um i i have to go i have i have to i have to go what did,
0: nelson what did you find
2: i um i'm not sure i have to go i i'm not sure i'll get back to you i have to go bye
0: uh see ya okay
2: don't touch my de- don't touch my de- you should really get out of here i have
0: I have we're leaving this is as we're walking out i'd yes. say i'd say
2: yeah um i just i have to go and he he starts running down the. Hall.
0: Mm-hmm. how tall is nelson this is he a is weird question. Long. He's a, a taller. Okay, boy. so he's taller than me. Yeah, yeah, I figured he was like a very, like one of those 17 year olds who, yeah, is, he's, a, he's a like lanky. very tall, but has no yeah. muscle on him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's,
2: he's just a, like natural strength, but he's not like, yeah, built. he's just like, he has like lean muscle.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. What do you, what do you do? Uh,
2: cell phone call my dad. Where is he? Uh,
1: he goes, um, Nelson. Um, uh what's what's the what's the dad, deal where I'm, are I'm, you i'm out in the field i'm collecting samples for this uh these um uh, what are they called uh basilisks yeah we're trying to figure out if we can figure out some way to reverse engineer some of their uh, when are you petrifying. gonna be back um i'll probably be back in about a week you're you're okay right you got i know dad sure i have to talk to
2: you and,
1: i mean you got me on the phone right now nelson
2: i mean it's important i don't what can i come see you on the field
1: no, no, Nelson. It's it's very, very dangerous. Um, just just wait. I, I'll be back in a week.
2: Dad, this is like, Am I? What is wrong with me?
1: <laughs> Nelson, Nelson, what are you? What are you? What are you getting on about?
2: Um, I, Dad, what happened after the accident?
1: Well, Nelson, Nelson, you know. What happened after the accident?
2: Well, Dad, I just sort of woke up, and you were just like, "Oh, you know, like, what? Am I? I guess, am I a person?"
1: He says, "Nelson, just stop with that that nonsense talking now." I, no, I can, Dad,
2: this is, i told you it was important. Like, what?
1: You're talking nonsense, Nelson. Now, now, for real, I am very busy. I, I need you to. I, I really need to go. I can talk to you when I get back. Okay.
2: Okay. And hang up, like just a reverend. I don't even say anything, I'll just fine, click. Okay,
1: cool. Alright. Uh, any anything else anybody wants to do?
2: I wanna um, go to the library.
1: Okay, Julie, go into the library. What are you doing? She
0: wants she wants to look up a book about birds. <laughs> you wanna look about birds?
3: Yeah. <laughs> about Phoenix
1: birds. Oh my god, I thought you were joking. <laughs> oh okay about phoenixes okay just make a history check (laughs) i was that was actually Actually, no sorry this would be an arcana check
3: 16 uh 15 sorry
1: 15 arcana yep okay you pretty much get the general well-known knowledge about phoenixes they are kind of this undying spirit that when they die they reincarnate themselves
3: they
1: They're born keep, from their own ashes. Burn from their own ashes—that kind of deal. Nothing entirely strange. You, you, when when you're doing the search, obviously, I, I think you're keeping Amber in mind. So you kind of look into the Phoenix. Uh, yes, it's called the Phoenix Curse. When you're kind of reading through it, and it's kind of the same deal where the powers and some of the emotion, a, par, a part of the personality, is kind of carried on throughout the matriarchal line of that. And I will say with your with your uh, 15 Arcana check. You kind of get a sense of how the cycle works. It, it's a very convoluted cycle, but it has to do with kind of the seasons we're in and the power levels, quote unquote, of the different offspring and the number of offspring. And there's, there's like a math to it, but there's, they've kind of figured out a little bit of how it kind of transfers and works. Okay. But it does, it does always transfer post-mortem. Okay. There's never a time where it transfers before the death of the matriarch.
3: So what are they before they they get these powers? People. But like, are they better at certain types of fields of magic or?
1: Again, it depends on the kind of power level in the season. So if, if the offspring that was stronger in fire magic and in evocation, that kind of deal, then during the summer, if the matriarch were to pass, that would then pass on to the person strongest in that.
3: Okay, thank you. Thanks for my um, third book.
1: Yeah. And I will also say that you, you get a little bit more sense of like kind of the quirks of Amber. There there are like lots of tellings of like the different kind of things that just like the, the day-to-day interesting well, what are stuff. what
3: are the quirks? I wanna know these.
1: Let me look it up.
3: Thank you. <laughs> make
1: one more history check. I'm not gonna give this to you for free.
3: <laughs>
1: Eighteen. Son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> look it up, O'Neal. <laughs> yeah, make a Google check, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, some of the quirks are like sometimes, especially when the mantles first pass on, there can be like a lot of burns uh, that kind of happen just because the the sheer amount of power that didn't that doesn't necessarily seem to happen with Amber, but but um you you notice that like sometimes like small fires will ignite or like the room will get hotter. Sometimes you've heard that like. They kind of take on fiendish qualities, like devilish qualities of when, when they like kill something or when they attack something, they kind of get like this devilish spirit. And then like they, they kind of usually have this kind of sense of comfort with fire, um, even if it's like hurting or burning, they still kind of feel comfortable with it. Um, and then a, a lot of can times...
3: They, they can burn, though?
1: They can burn. They They seem to have some kind of resistance to burning, usually. And then you, you also notice, like, when they're angry, fires is just kind of their motif. Um, yeah, well, their I, eyes, I could, yeah. like, eyes can get aflame sometimes and, like, stuff like that. Um, and also, you, you, you notice that, like, a lot of these people are described as brave, but also reckless. But yes, that is what you learn about the Phoenix curse and the Phoenix itself. All right. Is anybody else doing anything?
2: Nelson is going to fucking just hole himself up.
1: And I will say,
2: on because his.
1: of how this kind of played out, I will say that that conversation you had is bumping up right against uh, your next mission, the one that will be a So he's R-
2: going to, like, hole up and finish up his, like, big project.
1: Okay, cool. Hello, this is your DM here. DM obviously stands for dream machine. Come with me and you'll see the entire world of your. Pure... Oh, and we got copyright striked. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode. You might be wondering how we got here. If you like what we do and you like the show, uh, tweet about it using the hashtag YMVW and we'll use your name in the show. Um, also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and you can uh, follow us on what we're doing with the show and the interesting changes coming up. Thanks so much for sticking with us uh, in our kind of uh, one-week break we took off there. We were having a lot of technical difficulties with this recording. As you can tell, we lost some audio files. It kind of got into a mess. But uh, hopefully next week we should be back on track as far as episode goes. Uh, we've also made this one a little bit longer, obviously, the last one too, uh, to kind of make up for that. So I hope you guys uh, Enjoy. Um, I hope a lot of you had a good weekend. Um, I know a lot of people were out protesting and demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. Keep up the good fight, but also make sure you guys are keeping yourselves safe. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I had for this week. Nothing crazy. Um, just wanted everybody to know that you are loved and, uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll let you get back into this episode. And now we get to what you guys did. Uh, as far as investigation goes, over these past three and a half-ish, four months. So, um, you guys were sent out on missions that were pretty standard, but as part of the investigations team, your missions came down from the Bureau themselves
0: instead of the Council. Uh, The the, the Council still can assign missions easy stuff? So like, an elf ate my homework, or like, you know. I will get to it, and this is how this
1: will work, essentially. You guys did three bigger missions during your time in SWAT. So, the way this will work is I will give you guys a scenario, and then I will have each of you roll. You'll give me one roll telling me what you will do, and then I will, uh, depending on the role, I will give you whatever information, and then the next person can act on it, and we will go until you guys uh, either complete your mission or fail your mission, or however you do And then if you complete it to a certain amount, I will award you a certain dollar amount that you will be able to carry on to this next arc so are we level 10 yet quick question yeah you guys are level 10 all right so this first uh, mission you guys are put on from the bureau itself. Uh, there seems to be a larger than normal amount of livestock deaths in uh, Bajio, which is a region in central Mexico. Um, chupacabra. You were called in. <laughs> that, that you were called in uh, because it seemed to be a larger amount of death in goats, and that, that makes them think that maybe it was an outlander or some kind of chupacabra kind of thing. Um, although there were other large amounts of other livestock in the area. So, who would like to make the first roll?
2: Um, I. F- and what are you doing? uh nelson is gonna look into just like numbers and like farming almanacs and then go through and walk through the fields where the livestock have gone missing and try to find any like major little details
1: okay uh for the purpose of this go ahead and just make a, an intelligence check 20 <laughs> yeah. 22. Uh, on um, 22, I will, s- yes, uh, y- you do a lot of research. Uh, so the, the the large deaths in uh, goats is not necessarily irregular because there is just a large, there's more goats in this area as livestock than there is some of these other livestock that are more commonly spread out through the other things. So goats being a problem isn't necessarily showing that it is a specific creature that is specifically targeting goats, more so than they just have a lot of goats here. Um, I will also say that with that investigation check and the kind of uh, patterns you are seeing, you uh, eventually stumble upon a uh, a pack of wild gnolls uh, that have Ooh, somehow made oh, their way to, shit. to uh, Gaia, and they are the ones who are kind of taking out these livestock. So I'm going to need all of you to roll uh, an attack using your standard whatever attack thing. That is another 22.
0: Okay. Nels, uh, Wes and Julie? We're just rolling a D twenty adding our spell my spell modifier. Your spell attack modifier, yeah. Uh unnatural twenty. Julie?
3: I are there goats nearby, question. Yes. I really like the goats, okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> Alright. Uh Julie go ahead likes make your goats.
3: <laughs> I I really like the goats.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> luckily it's 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 just with two out of three, so you guys uh, eventually dispatch. Julie is kind of useless in this fight, but kind of stumbling and not knowing how to deal with these gnolls. Um, but eventually, you guys do dispatch of this gnoll thing. Nelson, with that investigation check you made earlier, some of the claw marks don't necessarily that you kind of found on these livestock don't necessarily match up to gnolls specifically.
0: So, Wes or Julie, what are you guys doing? I'd like to. This is Mexico. Yes. Yes. I'd like to find one of the farmers who speaks English. Uh-huh. Possibly because I don't speak Spanish yep. and ask them about if they've seen anything in particular weird like not like I'm I'm searching for things that aren't gnolls. like whatever it specifically is that isn't noel-ish I'm sure Nelson pointed out to us. Okay. Uh, like make, whatever that specific element is. Make a
1: persuasion check. Uh 3 plus 9
0: 12. 12, you
1: find a man, he, he speaks pretty pretty okay English, and he kind of describes to you the the scenario, but he, he kind of just wants this problem dealt with, and he sees you guys as kind of a government oversight thing. Mind you, these are like mundane people, yeah. and he kind of just wants the entire thing closed, so he, he, he just kind of gives you vague ideas of what it is uh, that right. this thing could also be. Julie. Okay.
3: Can I try to follow the tracks? Can I like look for tracks and hopefully follow them?
1: Make a survival check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Just what you needed. You uh kind of follow the tracks and you find that there's another like knoll nest almost. But this time there is this outlandish creature, the chupacabra, that has been kind of leading this charge. And they the and chupacabra. the gnolls have specifically been killing the livestock to bring it to this being. And you guys fight it, everybody make an attack.
2: Eighteen.
1: Eighteen? Natural twenty. Natural cool. twenty.
3: What am I adding to this?
1: Uh, your attack modifier, so your dex and then proficiency and attack, all that stuff. Whatever your highest attack highest modifier is. Okay, 18.
3: 18.
1: You guys eventually dispatch of all the gnolls and call in some SWAT brigades and take down the Chupacabra. And you all are awarded $1,000 on top of whatever you would have cost and spent and cost and spent. Say, say, say. So you guys have an, an additional $1,000 for this next mission. Next scenario. There seems to be a mysterious collapse of a coal mine in Virginia... Uh, leading to a pretty seismic amount of deaths uh, of coal miners. What
0: are you guys doing?
2: Perfect. The accent fits in amazing. Yep. (laughs) Um,
0: We we let Nelson lead on this one.
2: Oh, great, because he's so charismatic. Nelson is going to go...
0: Oh, sorry, 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 sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. Uh, When you guys arrive, the coal mine head is reluctant to let you guys investigate his coal mine.
2: Okay, so normally with... Uh, coal mining there's normally like a village where all like the miners work yep um and i think nelson is going to interview people who were involved in the collapse Mm -hmm. and uh, if there's any survivor were any people killed you know uh what is the management done have they like issued any uh, statements about it how is this being handled from a um, managerial standpoint?
1: Okay, make a persuasion check. Uh, two. Oh, two? Okay. They give you the cold shoulder. You are not given the light of day. They see you as kind of outsiders, and you guys are actually kind of threatened uh, with like force um, during the investigation. Any charisma checks uh,
0: have a negative three ongoing throughout this investigation. I'm... Uh, going to sneak into the mine at night with knowledge of Julian Nelson. They know I'm doing this. Okay. I'm going to polymorph myself into a giant badger and go down into the mine and okay. do some digging. Make a stealth check. As a badger. I have 30 feet of dark vision yeah, as well. That's fine. Um,
1: 12. 12? Yeah, it's not really that big of a deal, especially in your badger form. You almost get, like, shot at by uh, one of the residents at the, uh, the coal mining facility but uh you eventually sneak into the coal mine and uh, begin digging around and investigating make a perception check with your badger form
0: so the first one is a 19 and then advantage on smell it's a 19.
1: 19
0: uh you kind of start digging around
1: and you start to feel tremors in the earth um and you eventually discover that there is a a pretty sizable cluster of earth elementals that have suddenly moved into this one concentrated area.
0: Okay. Um, I'm gonna get out (laughs) of there. Alright, you do. Um, What are you guys doing?
2: I think we should find a way to get down there.
1: Okay. Uh, How do you do that? Uh, Julie?
3: Did we conclude that the Portable hole does not have a supply a supply of oxygen within it?
1: Yes, it does not have a lasting supply. It lasts about a minute.
2: Yeah, if there were all three or if all three of us in there, cash, I think could handle it for about six minutes, I think is what it was. Oh
1: yeah, that's right, yes. It has the supply lasts about it it depends, but one person, yeah.
2: Can I go to the
3: foreman and say like, do you want more deaths on your watch?
1: Make an intimidation check. You have a minus three because of uh, Nelson's kind of failure. Sorry,
3: eighteen. Eighteen with a minus three. I have a plus four in intimidation, so it's a
1: plus one. Yeah. Okay. You intimidate the foreman into allowing you guys to freely access the uh, mine. Wes, you wanted to make an arcana check on. Uh, actually, it'd be, a check on earth, oh, uh, it'd be a nature check. On Earth, Earth It'd be a nature check. Six. Six. <laughs> you don't know a lot about Earth elemental, but they don't usually cluster like this. Okay.
2: Time to go interview some rock people. Nelson. Yeah going to go, you- I guess Nelson's going to go try to, oh, this is a bad idea, I'm not going
1: to do that. Remember, this is a standard mission, so you would have access to everything, I will just account for it in the uh, yeah. cost and benefit of your
2: He is going to try to find any like magical um, like remnants of maybe how they got there, like a portal or some form of uh, magic that led them all to
1: gather here. Okay, make a um, investigation check.
2: That is
1: 14 14 You look around, you don't find any portals Um, It seems like they dug their way You find tunnels,
0: that's all you find Okay Julie, it's your turn
3: I'm gonna go in and fight them
1: Okay
0: Okay, Uh, I guess we're going with Because we're not gonna let you do that by yourself (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay Uh, You all uh, begin to Julie made the executive call on this one She was like, you know what, screw it, we're going in Okay, uh, you begin fighting them. Uh, make an attack. Yeah,
3: oh. 19. 19? 25.
1: 25? Nine. Nine? Yeah. Uh, you guys dispatch of most of them, uh, and the ones that are left kind of scurry away,
0: uh, seeming that the problem has been solved. Can I investigate why they were clustering while we're down there?
1: Go ahead and make your investigation check. 13.
0: 13?
1: 13. You notice that there's a lot of excess water in this cave. Okay. All right. Is so anybody else going to act on it or you guys going to call it an investigation? Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm going to see what the what what's up with the wh- where's the water coming from.
1: Okay. Uh make an investigation check as well. 19. 19. Uh you discover that the coal mine and the people running the coal mine were secretly fracking. Without the knowledge, <gasps> of, <you> mean,
0: <laughs> we call that we call that into these standard authorities.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the labor um, board. Um, we leave an is, tip. Uh but it does then weigh on you that these earth elementals were innocent and that you uh, killed. Uh, no, it Khamer. does
2: not weigh on
1: me. Okay, well, apparently Julie has no conscience. <laughs> um,
2: Wait, so they were trying to help with the fracking?
1: They were they were fleeing from the fracking because their no, environments were being destroyed. I'm sad. And because of that, you all call on the authorities, um, and the coal mine is shut down. You all only make $250 for this.
2: What? Well, I mean, we just kicked a bunch of people out of their jobs.
1: Yeah. The third one it is Hollow's Eve. Uh. The first Halloween episode. There is a big festival, Fate Inside, which a lot of the nobles of the Fae Court and of other Faeton regions kind of come together. <gasps> and uh, you all are set there to mainly be a detective force in case if anything goes wrong. We're kind of uh, working with the strike unit to make peace uh, while the diplomatic team kind of does their thing. And,
3: we don't uh, want to work performs. with the strike team, though.
1: Yeah, but you're being forced to. It's an assignment from the beginning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and because of this, I will say uh, any collaboration efforts are just moot. But suddenly a little girl runs up to you all saying that she is missing her mommy insight check <laughs> <laughs> okay make an insight check this kid's <laughs> full of shit <laughs> 13 <laughs> 13 you look her over she is very scared she's a small elv- elven girl but you uh with that 13 you pretty it's pretty recognizable she is a daughter of one of the nobles oh okay
0: sure uh, like, rich Lauren, girl. We'll She's you. a rich girl. <laughs> um,
1: and... Um, Nelson and Julie, what do you do?
3: Can um, I locate... So we're in Phaeton? Yes. Can I locate the Phaeton police?
1: Um, the Or are bar? we the Phaeton police? I mean, you guys are... You guys were specifically called in to uh, solve mystery, so I don't know if pawning this one off would be. Um, I but, think
0: Nelson...
1: Uh, I'm s- uh-huh.
2: to the parent.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Make a survival check.
2: Survival.
1: We're tracking. Uh, 16. 16. It was a pretty low DC. You managed to find them pretty instantly. The problem is that they already have a little girl. The same one. Motherfucker. Julie, what do you do?
3: I'm. I'm gonna look real hard at the other little girl.
1: Make an insight check. 16. 16. You compare the two. Th- That little girl doesn't seem like... You you kind of notice some strange mannerisms coming from that little girl. You're not quite sure what that means, but it doesn't seem like she's the correct one
0: that's with them.
3: I instruct Wes to look further.
0: I look further based on my captain's orders.
1: Uh, Arcana check. (laughs) 11. 11. Wasn't a very high check, thank goodness. With the information that's presented to you, it is clear that this girl is a doppelganger, but a child doppelganger. And when you kind of reveal this information, the little girl doppelganger begins to cry a lot.
0: Oh, did you lose your doppelganger parents, uh, Nelson? What do you do? Um,
2: uh, trying to think. Do I know anything about doppelgangers and how make to an make them a check. not look like doppel not look like people anymore? Uh, make a arcana.
1: Yeah. Nineteen. Nineteen. You you kind of think back to the research you've done on doppelgangers before. Normally, if a if a small doppelganger has been lost or replaced or ousted from their clan, uh, they will try to assume the role of a small child and then just be kind of raised with that family. Um, Usually, though, terrifying. Yes, um, and usually removing in some instance the child. You think it is a very lucky stroke that this child was not killed um, and then replaced. We
2: want another pet. Do we?
0: Do we know that if doppelgangers are naturally evil or are they sentient or are they just like a monster who just like, uh,
1: they are sentient takes in a a almost, form of an, other an almost masquerading sense, um, that they can kind of almost, and, and this is more like, like very a parasite than a, yeah
0: kind okay. Of. Because I was going to say, well, just take her to a magical group home, but then I would like it like me, but then I'm like, nah, I should probably kill one of those kids and become that kid. Um okay uh, but they are, well, they, they, I know
1: al- their alignment is neutral
0: I will give you that uh, I don't want to kill this child we did just kill a bunch of innocents yeah what do we take her to swap prison
1: uh, you take her to swap prison make a persuasion check for the little girl uh, 25 25. <laughs> Uh, she willingly comes with you uh you decide to throw her
0: into the prison cell maybe not at least for now and then we go find someone who has better experience with this type of thing because we're look we 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 find experts and we use them okay you guys are the investigation team this is your job well uh, it's our but, job to investigate but uh, de- to investi- so- not a, a detective is like has forensics teams like they're not like doing everything
1: julie or nelson do you want either of you want to act on finding a kind of expert on doppelgangers
3: yeah i'd like to do that
1: okay uh make a sorry make a uh investigation check 18 18 yeah you find one of the uh lead researchers on doppelganger folk he's a doppelganger himself he's uh kind of a um yeah, but he kind of works with SWAT. There are more kind of rural clan-like doppelgangers, and then there are some that have kind of modernized themselves to the modern day. He kind of explains that uh, this one has obviously been lost by their clan, and they, they simply just... need to
3: to where the clan is.
1: He kind of gives you a couple hints, but he cannot be sure exactly, and he says maybe that you want to talk to the girl about uh, that. Nelson. Right,
2: talk to the child. <laughs> um, I think Nelson's going to stay with the kid while everyone else is sort of doing their thing. Okay. Um, and sort of like talk to her and like see what the see what the dealio is.
1: Make a general charisma check. Oh boy, that's not great. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Uh, she does not like your guts. Uh, she like, she's just a really rowdy child, like a really Ooh, real brat no, to you. good thing she's
2: behind bars. <laughs> uh, and
1: yeah, not not great uh, for that. I will say Ram you guys bullshit. have a have a negative one on going to uh, it, motherfuck- charisma checks with her.
0: Um. I'm going to go talk to her and be like, hey, I talked to you earlier and you liked me because I rolled a 25. Uh. Yes, but
1: you put her—you did put her in a prison cell, so you do have disadvantage on this check. Yeah, that's fair. With a minus one.
0: Uh, so the first one is a 17. Okay. And the second one is an 8, so 17.
1: 17? Yeah, she eventually kind of like takes your lead and kind of gives you a couple information on where her clan last may have been.
0: We take her to there.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, Julie, it's your turn. How do you guys get the little girl there?
3: She's the navigator. We're taking her. Okay.
0: What do you do?
1: You just kind of follow the trail she's describing? Yep. Make a survival check.
3: Okay. Maybe not. That's a 10.
1: 10. You then continue. Mind you that the Eve Festival is happening during all of this. You follow this trail and you uh, end up... falling
0: into the wild hunt.
2: Whoa, whoa, Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait,
0: the moment I see something fishy about where we're going. I um, would know you what don't, that is,
1: wouldn't I? You know, because it kind of comes. The Wild Hunt is a moving thing, and you guys kind of get swept up in it. I need all of you to make charisma saving throws. I think you should explain
0: what the Wild Hunt is.
1: The Wild Hunt is an event that uh, happens with a lot of Wild Fae, in which they uh, all on Hollow's Eve go out and, you know, they sometimes hunt beings or creatures sometimes they play tricks and in, in, things like that it all depends on kind of the nature of the pack that you are with but uh, every pack has a sweeping force kind of with it
0: what um what are we meant what check is this
1: charisma saving throw with that
2: negative one
1: no 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 this is a saving throw I mean with your negative one yes
2: well I still 15. have 15 so 15
1: Julie. 11, 11. nelson <laughs> west Nelson and Julie are swept up in the fervor of this wild hunt. What do you do? Don't forget, you Uh, can also use spells and stuff to kind of give you uh, an edge or something along those lines. I know.
0: I. Um, Well, I'm going to use. I'm going to keep going with the girl to find her family. And you follow. While also
1: following uh, Cash and Julie, you follow this trail and you find out that this particular hunt is hunting doppelgangers.
0: Oh no! Um, is it kind of a magic that creates a wild hunt?
1: Yes, it's a it's a it's an aura almost. That's why it was a charisma saving throw. It kind of impresses its will upon the the pact members. It's kind of a, a
0: feeling. All right, general. I'm gonna bomb a fifth level dispel magic at Cash and Julie. Uh, so Cash can, is over what? at
2: the carnival game. Er, Cash, um, I Cash mean, is Nelson doing his own
1: Julie. thing. So you'll have to do a dispel magic per each. Oh, well, I have yes. two fifth-level spells left. Uh, sure, so, sure. Yes, you dispel the effect on them, and they kind of come to their senses. And what do you guys do to prevent death of these doppelgangers?
2: We're going on a Schindler's List rescue mission. Or, like, Are the people here? Uh,
1: they, I mean, you're you're still like with this pact, and they're just kind of riled up and rolling towards these doppelgangers.
3: I would like to intimidate them out of this state of mind, please.
1: Okay, you are going to make a intimidation check against the power of the hunt. 19. You managed to... Uh, just barely persuade them from uh, attacking these doppelgangers, and the little girl is reunited with her doppelganger family. The only problem is, you then turn into the hunt. Can I use, while that's happening, can I get so, out?
0: Oh, it's Nelson's turn, but...
1: Well, I, I'm actually going to need all of you to make an attack uh, roll to see how you guys uh, end Natural up Natural 20 back. again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay.
2: Ah! Woo! 24. I love
1: 24? this dice. It's and so chaotic. Julie? 12. Uh, Julie kind of is still reeling from the effects of this hunt and kind of the psychological uh, implications of just wanting to hunt and kill almost reeling off of her army militaristic mind so she is less effective but you to uh, Wes included kind of uh, managed to fend them off and escape this hunt and you all are given $1,500 extra onto this next mission Not
0: a dog. Cause it, was it because we didn't kill any innocents this time?
1: Kill any innocents, you managed to escape,
0: and you managed to save the Doppelganger. Three, three Wes donates $500 to an Earth Elemental Awareness Charity. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> uh,